Yokoso, welcome to Amakara Japan. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Akemashite omereto. And we are discussing Japanese headlines. And this week is actually a little bit different because usually we talk about topics that are strictly to Japanese news, but this has kind of hit some international um, waters. So we will get to that in a sec. I have with me, as always, Stephen and Yasushi. Say hello. Hi. Oh, you say that so much better than, <laughs> you know, gaijin <Yeah>. over here. <laughs> anyway, so um, listeners, today we are discussing um, the Nissan CEO, Carlos Ghosn. I don't know if I pronounced his name Carlos, correct. Carlos Ghosn, I think. Ghosn. Oh, okay. Yeah, gone. I keep reading it in news articles and never quite hear how it's pronounced. Yeah, the spelling uh, is kind of weird. It's G H O S N. Correct. So I've just yeah. been saying Gosen and Gone. Carlos Gone. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if listeners are aware. Um, probably earlier in uh, or yeah, last year, beginning of last year, um, Carlos Gone was the CEO of Nissan. And he was caught in some fraudulent charges of um, falsifying financial statements for Nissan and about three or four other charges were held against him. So he's been having trials and uh, he got sent to jail, posted bail uh, in November, I believe, and was kind of under house arrest. So all of this has been happening in the last year. Well, over Christmas, he escaped from Japan uh, to Lebanon, where he is originally from. And it was quite the feat of him being on bond um, and escaping from Japan, um, kind of being this international fugitive. So, Yasushi, tell us a little bit about what the Japanese know <laughs> or what people are discussing about this amazing escape of Carlos Goen. Yeah, I mean, it, it is such a shocking incident, right? I mean, this this scandal itself was a big news. But then um, the way he was able to pull this off, this dramatic escape, because he was under 24-hour surveillance in the house arrest. And somehow, in some mysterious ways, um, he did escape um, outside his house. He got on the Shinkansen bullet train, and then... Um, reportedly, he was smuggled out in the in this big container for music instrument, and 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 got on the plane, uh, private airplane to Istanbul and then um, Lebanon, and now he's free. And you know, it's just it's just surprising um, how he was able to manage all this um, escape. And people are also. I feel there's a general sentiment of indignation, you know, um, and resentment because not only he broke broke the Japanese law by escaping uh, while he was um, on bail, but he, just a few days ago he spoke to the public for the first time um, since he was arrested um, almost a year ago, and then. He criticized the Japanese um, justice system, um, that saying that he didn't get a fair, he he was getting a fair unfair treatment, and he was not likely to get a fair t- trial. So, 
So, you know, Japan is a law-abiding country, right? We, we are taught to follow rules from very early age. Correct. He not only broke the rules, but he also criticized the judicial system. So people are very much angry. And he's, he's, he's the number one villain in Japan right now. Well, and that's something that I wanted to kind of understand and bring up is, is he talks about how he's not escaping because he's guilty and trying to escape. But he, as you'd mentioned, he thinks that it would be or he wouldn't have had a fair trial, um, that he's kind of guilty before proven innocent um, and that there was an injustice system. He was escaping the injustice system of Japan. Um, and you mentioned like the Japanese people are very angry about that. Do you, I mean, is everyone angry or do you feel like there are some people that like, well, I, I don't know. I never really trust CEOs of big companies. So I was like, I bet he's kind of guilty, but I mean, how, how do people, I mean, is everyone just like, no, Japan is a very fair country and has a good legal system, a good judicial system to determine whether he was guilty or not. I mean, people have different opinions, right? So I wouldn't say everybody is is on the same page. But, you know, um, Japanese, I think Japanese people have relatively high uh, trust in, in their judicial system and also on the, on the, on the government, um, if not on the current government. But this whole, you know, political system and, and the judicial system, they have high trust. So... <laughs> When someone is convicted of a crime, maybe they 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 did um, commit um, their crimes. So he he's already he was already treated like a criminal. So and you know escaping the those justice and even criticizing the the overall system is is just beyond imagination. It's, it's totally unacceptable for many Japanese people. Well, I've heard of uh, different stories, different situations while I was in Japan that talk about how um, as a foreigner that the justice system actually did not do them justice. Um, stories of why like police having like a hundred percent success rate or extremely high arrest and success rate that they would hold people for extended periods of time, questioning them over and over and over again until finally they just, you know what, fine, I'm guilty of, I don't know, what are you, what are you saying I'm guilty of? Okay, yeah, sure, I'm guilty of that. You know, just to get it to stop. So I, I can see a Japanese perspective being like, yeah, our judicial system is great. But as a foreign resident, I don't think it's as good. And often we're kind of targeted in a way um, maybe even for that reason, because, you know, we are more likely to give up or give in or something in a situation when faced with this, like, I, I don't even know what they're saying because they won't give me an interpreter or the interpreter doesn't know what they're saying because they're not very good. You know, this, this whole little process that just makes it difficult for others. So I can, I don't agree with him at leaving at all, by any means. I mean, regardless of being detained for just or unjust reasons, that's still illegal to do. So I don't, I'll, I'm not good with that, but I see why he did it. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, I think some people recognize that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Japan's justice system is perfect. And when I say Japanese people trust the justice system, they tend to trust more on the lawyers, the, the people, uh, rather than the... Um, so there are some flaws, and especially on the investi investigative side before the trial starts. So now, um, Carlos Ghosn was awaiting trial, right? And that trial is generally seen as a fair place to, um, to make his claim if he, he, if he was innocent, as he said. But he, the, the things that he complained in the press conference a few days ago is that if he had, was treated in unfairly in, while he was detained um, by police, and that's, that comes before the trial. And that process, as you pointed out, um, Stephen, um, Japanese justice system has, has, has many problems. For example, um, unlike in the US, um, the suspect cannot ask um, uh, the lawyer to, 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 be with, to be with you when you're having, uh, when you're in, being investigated by the police. So it, 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 those things um, that's, does happen in Japan, you know, because Gon, uh, as Carlos Gon pointed out in the press conference, he was kept up to eight hours a day and just kept on interrogated on, until, he make, until he makes confession that he did, you know, um, commit financial misconduct. So those things tend to um, happen and it's, it's a problem that we realize, but there are some changes happened since a few years ago. Um, and now there's a um, camera um, re recording what's the whole conversation in, in the investigative room. So if those sort of threat by the police happens, um, they, can, they can find out later, but still, um, it's not up to the to the sort of the Western standard standard of justice system, I guess. Yeah, and I th I like what you've mentioned there is that you know the the people you know that's who the Japanese people are um, appreciative of, but there are just procedures that are in Japanese law that seem a little outdated or unfair in kind of yeah. a Westerner's eyes type of thing. So it's it's good to know that they are making steps in order to not create a coerced um, uh, confession that they're, you know, they're trying to uphold giving justice without being like just pestering or in, in, and arguing until the person's just like, look, I'm just going to confess just to get this all over and done with. So I'm I'm glad to hear of of those things. I am I do want to kind of bring up his escape. Um, I know we don't have a huge amount of time, but his escape is very fascinating to me because there was a camera on the front door, like he was under surveillance, and how like he escaped from his house is just beyond me. There was something in one of these articles, kind of cracking a joke about you know the Japanese people are so. 
trusting is the wrong word. I don't remember what they said, but it was just like they believed in their justice system that they thought a, a camera on the front door would be enough and didn't think that he would escape through the back door. <laughs> mm. So I, I just find it very fascinating that he took he took a taxi and then, uh, you know, you did mention that he they suspect he got smuggled in through a musical instrument case onto the plane and then to Istanbul and then Istanbul to Lebanon. But it's, it's quite impressive that, and I don't like, I think I had read somewhere that he may have had like a U.S. seal or, or some. Uh, oh yeah. Green beret. A green beret. That's what it was. Yeah. Ex con man. An, an ex yeah, green beret yeah. that yeah. helped him escape. Yeah. Yeah. He it's... is also, you know, on the one wanted list internationally because helping somebody, you know, flee the country is also a crime. Correct. Yeah. And I think he's done it before, like that yeah. he's kind of a wanted hire to escape. So Yeah. But I'm <laughs> sure he paid it he he'd been paid a lot of money by Carlos Gone. Probably <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so, but I would just love to, it'll be interesting if it ever comes out exactly like how he escaped or the methods and means by where they did that. So, so he didn't go into much detail in the press conference, but there's a rumor that um, Netflix is negotiating, you know, they are, they're in talks with Carlos Ghosn in making documentary yep. his whole adventure i don't know if, if it's true or not and netflix japan denies the report but it might be you know we might see a documentary just in a few years and that'll be exciting correct yeah i think i think he said that no contract had been signed with netflix as of yet or just said had not been signed with netflix but that doesn't mean yeah. in a couple of years we might know the story <laughs> yeah or maybe there will be a book that he writes of how i escaped and yeah. Make more money through likely. his book sales. <laughs> yeah. So now well, he is a free man in Lebanon, right? And the Japanese police have requested the Interpol and, and the other countries to cooperate. But Lebanon, since Lebanon and Japan doesn't have the extradition treaty, mm -hmm. Japan actually has extradition treaty with only two countries around the world, which is South Korea and the United States. So Lebanon... In Lebanon, Carlos Ghosn is, is a heroic figure. He, he's very much respected, and it's highly unlikely that they're going to uh, send him back to Japan. So he's sort of stuck in Lebanon, but he's a free man, and, and he's likely to you know, live there for foreseeable future. Yeah, and since he is Lebanese, I mean, he's got his family there and such, so... I think he's still going to live a cush life and we'll see, we'll see how this unfolds, but yeah, it's kind of strange. He's a hero in Lebanon and a traitor in Japan. So mm. it's all where you reside, but I think that is all the time that we have this week. I appreciate Steven and Yasushi um, and discussing this very intricate story of um, daring CEOs escape to Lebanon. And I hope you listeners enjoyed this. I'm sure you've been talking about it. And if not, hopefully this sparks some conversation in your own lives. And 
again, thank you for listening to Amakara Japan, and we will、uh, talk next week. Ja, matane. Good day. Sayonara.